0: hey guys welcome back to the fig tree today is the 30th of March how are you doing today well I wanted to go over the left behind this will be part one uh, as we tackle some of these uh, issues as to why folks why the Lord Lord community uh, why the foolish virgins will be left behind partial obedience there being definitely a factor Matthew 25 it says we see uh, partial obedience at the last second they you know they're told to go to the one who has the oil and uh they actually go but it's it's too late the door is shut and uh well they're a- they're uh, they're asking the lord 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 open 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 to us and uh well it doesn't go well for them you know that if you're not familiar with that go back and read matthew 25 but there's going to be a sizable degree of people simply not ready it's not your fault right it's it's no one's fault but themselves there's a reason why they're not ready because they have all the time in the world right now to get ready. They're told to get ready. The spirit and the bride say, come. Uh, the bride has made herself ready. Uh, Revelation 18, we're told Jesus is shouting, come out of her, my people. In Revelation 2, you hear the same thing to Jezebel. All right, the, This seducing, this entangling, uh, this bondage where Jezebel is teaching and seducing the Lord's servants. This is not good. All right. And, um... <laughs> God threatens them. Maybe they thought, "Oh, well, we're going to call his bluff." It didn't end well. They're literally thrown wholesale on a sickbed. God doesn't. He doesn't uh, bluff when he says he's going to do something like fight against one of his churches with the sword of his mouth, right? Yeah. And every time I mention that, it's Hosea five, Hosea chapter five, verse four. It talks about that spirit of harlotry is in their midst. They do not direct their deeds. You know, why do you call me Lord? Lord do not do. They do not direct their deeds toward turning to, the, to God. And of course, we know about that, the spirit of harlotry. They don't even know him. That's why the Lord says, I don't know you. Hosea 5.4 says they don't know the Lord. It's the same thing in the Old Testament. Same story, different generation. Revelation 2, the Lord saying the same thing, that his servants are being taught and seduced. Look, my servants. Revelation chapter 18, it's the same thing. It's unfortunate, it's the same story. in Revelation 18, come out of her, my people. So Hosea chapter five, verse four, Revelation chapter two, my people, Revelation 18, my people, Matthew 25. Uh, I don't know you, those are the foolish virgins. I don't know you, okay? It's not good. So it's really is what I said before about that identity crisis. There is an identity crisis, people thinking that they're a wise virgin, and really, they are a foolish virgin. Uh, They have not returned to the Lord. They're still drifting, drifting, wandering, going astray. So we're going to talk about this. This will probably be a a multi-part. I don't want to rush it. Um, Why, right, why there will be so many uh, left behind? We're seeing that right now, okay? All right, so let's let's go on that, and of course it's it's quite easy to see now. We can see our loved ones, the ones who are, who are walking with the Lord, and the ones who are not. You're gonna know, you're gonna know them by their fruit. All right. All right here. All right here. All right. So let's 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 dig into this. Let me share with you what I what I was receiving in uh, my time this morning in prayer. Uh, why there will be those left behind. I've gone over this before, but I'll try to cover a bit more information. Um, bear with my voice. Still recovering. Thank you uh, sincerely for your prayers. Um, well, thank you very much. I truly mean that. Uh, still recovering, still in the men, so you definitely keep us in prayer. Uh, and yes, we are certainly on the eve of major world-shaking events. We can see that. Stay in prayer. Again, if anything happens, like this, if you're looking at the screen, if that goes trigger, it could happen any day now. They're telling us. Actually, they've been saying it for years. Uh, they're kind of shouting it now, but if that happens, listen, go right into fasting and prayer. All right? Spiritual things will be, you know, uh, draw as close to the Lord as you can, as always, the exhortation. Uh, honestly, that's for us all the time, but when this happens, definitely go right into uh, into prayer, steadfast, fervent prayer, okay? Because things will just start to, you know, it'll be right from there. It'll be rapid fire. Um, all right, here, guys. So, what is the number one reason uh, the left behind? Why, 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 why are there so many Lord, Lord community members? Why are there so many foolish virgins? Okay. Well, it's idolatry. Okay there's a reason why they call them consumers the lord is my shepherd i shall not want i shall not want idolatry is the total opposite of the lord being your shepherd right you know you're saying the lord is my shepherd and i want everything yet the bible says i shall not want it is a guardrail against something called idol worship Right, and it can be anything, persons and places and things. Idolatry can even be sin. And this is where it gets really weird really fast. I told you, the heart is desperately wicked. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of sinful pleasures that could bound the heart into idolatry. I firmly believe this is why many will be left behind, because God is not going to share your worship, your heart, your fidelity, your allegiance, right? Spiritual romance, the first love. The first love. I have it on my wall here, Matthew six thirty three. Seek first his kingdom in his righteousness. It doesn't say seek it tenth or fifth or seek it right alongside of idolatry, alright? This isn't good. It's modern day idol worship. Very few are talking about this, alright? It's it, it's it's a it's a horror show. That's because there's no accountability. There's no one to challenge you. There's no one Again, honestly, if you're walking with the Lord, he's going to be there to challenge you every second of, of every day. He won't let you get away with anything. He's your father. You know, he's a good shepherd, agathos, Greek word for good. He's good. He's intrinsically good. It's not just that he's good. He, he's good in everything that he does. That's the way he's out there pruning people and correcting them and chastening them, Hebrews 12, John 15. Um, that's what he does. He's not the only one doing it either. Uh, he's the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Then. The Holy Spirit is in you, all three, convicting you, chastening you, correcting you, head up straight, posture forward, and come on. We we lay aside those weights, the Bible tells us. Well, when you don't have that, when you go astray, when you backslide, when you drift, when you wander, when you never return home, smug about it too, have a little attitude. You know, it's it's so dangerous. You love other things way more than the Lord. This is idolatry. Simply love something else more than God, persons, places, and things, or sinful patterns, sinful behaviors, sinful pleasures. This is the issue with sin. I can't believe people can't see this. It's not just that you're committing it. Yeah, that's terrible that you're committing it. I mean, you're you're gonna reap what you sow. You're gonna reap your consequence. That's just, there's multiple layers to sinful idolatry, sinful actions, sinful patterns. There are multiple layers to that cake all right, it's a layered cake. It's not just um, icing. No, there, it's a multiple. A cake is filled with many, many ingredients and multiple layers. Okay, just ask any chef. Sinful pleasures. It's the same. Uh, it, it is so multifaceted. And <clears throat> look, one person sinned once, and it brought the whole universe careening into madness. All right, God said, "Don't eat of it," and uh, what happened? They did the opposite, and then everything fell. Right. The story is still continuing the number one item people love most i believe would be sinful pleasures right and, and we talk, it you know the lord the lord gives us this in the parable of the sower you know uh, the seed is the word of god some seed falls by the wayside talks about some people are choked by pleasures choked out by pleasures there's something called sinful pleasures right for many it is pleasurable to continue to hate it's one thing for you to have pleasures in your spouses, your children, good things. Even those can become idols. But then it gets really weird. People have pleasure in hating. I've seen this. So have you. Okay? I'm entitled to hate. I'm allowed to hate. I'm expressing my feelings. <laughs> okay? Um, no, not if you're a student of the Holy Spirit. Not if you're a temple of, of, of God. Not if you're born again. Uh, no. No, no, no. God takes out that dead, diseased, depraved heart. Gives you a new one. Then he gives you a new spirit. Then he steps into that thing, and then he, then he constantly, constantly continues to prune and prune and prune, and you're going from grace to grace, power, enabling power, not an empty grace. Teaches you five subject matters. Well, there's people who, they take pleasure in hatred. That's just one of them. Okay, there's there's pleasures in never forgiving someone. It is gasoline, to the wicked, depraved heart, pleasure pleasures in slandering and gossiping and giving your opinion about this person by name. You're calling them out by name. And you're getting other people to do it with you. This is a disaster scene. It is honestly it's the danger and the threat is on you. Okay, the crosshairs, there is judgment. Alright? You're going to reap what you sow. Okay. There's such a thing as slandering and gossiping and you're tearing people down and you're getting people to do it with you. Not good. All throughout scripture, repent of it, turn, confess confess your sins that the Lord will be faithful and just to, to cleanse you, to wash you, to bathe you, to give you that enabling power quite literally, this is not a good thing <clears throat> there's also pleasures in fornication pornography, sexual immorality you name it All right, pleasure some are choked out by pleasures, riches and cares, All right, there are pleasures to darkness uh, and we're told, do not do it do not quench the Holy Spirit, don't quench him, don't grieve him, don't insult the Spirit of grace, do not resist, okay, that's what the Bible tells us, but in our generation we see the opposite. Zero repentance, no confession, you know, I'm once saved, always saved, I don't have to, I'm under grace, I don't need to repent, I certainly don't need to confess, that would mean I'm wrong and I need to change, and well, my grace teacher tells me that I don't need to confess, you know, it's, it's very bizarre, it's very weird, okay, I'm told to warn on this Often and uh, yet again, I heard it again—the warning. Yet here, you know, it's 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 very unfortunate. But look, it's not good. Okay, you're not eternally secure to love what God hates. I said it before. I'll say it again. You know, you're 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 not okay with that. God is not okay with that. You know, you have to confess. You have to repent. You have to be born again. When when you're born again, you're following Him. We know this many of you but I'm told to warn on it again so this is me being obedient to that and clearly I'm not here to tickle anyone with pleasing words that's going to guarantee your flight to hell I need to make you as comfortable as possible Uh, that's why we go to church these days right for so many I want to be comforted and with sweet words to guarantee my lukewarm status so that I could never turn away from the things that God hates and he does hate sinful abominations clearly he doesn't even like a proud look. But who cares about God's feelings? Who cares about the perfect will of God in First Thessalonians chapter 4, Romans 12? Who cares, right? Well, I care, and so do many others. Just ask any wise virgin who's born again. They care so much that they make it their priority to abide in Christ, to set their mind on things above. Why are we told to set our mind on things above? We're told to set it there because the old man does not, it's a constant fight, the old man and the new man. And these are contrary to one another, right? Paul talks about that. They're constantly at war. They are not BFFs. The new man and the old man are not friends. You will be duking it out sword to sword with these two until you're harpazzoed, raptured, or dead. Right? The fight does not stop. Yeah, I heard this warning you know, quite, quite a bit, again, uh, very strong too. And yeah, yeah, I've said this before. I do not agree with eternal security. Once saved, always saved. I don't agree with it academically. I don't agree, agree with it biblically. All right, I firmly believe that it is the crown jewel of enemy achievement. I have not seen any other doctrine do more damage, especially to new converts, okay, who are just trying to learn, and they're told, oh yeah, it doesn't really matter how you live your life. All right? It's optional. <laughs> you could stay in pornography or fornication. It doesn't matter. Put a little slap on the back and go ahead no and, and these are things I've heard verbatim throughout my throughout my young adult life firsthand, at the hand of pastors online via email it, it is it is alright it is what it is alright it's very sad uh, there are so many New Testament not even I don't have to reach into the Old Testament okay you should be reading your whole Bible alright but New Testament commands exhortations precepts and statutes alright the lukewarm church calls God working a work, where they call God working in your life legalism, That the burning power of the Holy Spirit, the animating force of the Holy Spirit, God working in you, both to will and to do. The activity of God as carpenter, as, as the potter, Okay, he can't work in your life. The moment he does, they're going to call it works or legalism or something very weird. Look, there's a reason why God is saying, come out of her, my people. There's a reason why there's exhortations, and this is First Thessalonians chapter 4. This is the will of God. The will of God. right? It's His will. Talks about abstaining from sexual immorality. Alright? Talks about honor. Honor! Whatever happened to honor? That God did not call us to uncleanness. He didn't call us to that. right? If you're still there, you're likely not born again. He called us to holiness three times. some of the mightiest beings in heaven are saying something three times over and over again. They're not saying love, 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 power, 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 mercy, 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 grace, grace, grace. They're not saying that three times in a row. They are saying something. They're saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God, almighty. All right? That's what they're saying. And I find it interesting that it is incredibly powerful beings saying that not lowly angels but the mighty ones are saying that something to consider that he's given us his holy spirit even the spirit of God is called a holy spirit we think we've wrapped our head our minds around this I understand the Holy Spirit do you really do you know that the word holy is before the spirit it's called he He's a masculine spirit. He is called a holy. He's not the carnal spirit, the lukewarm spirit, the grace spirit, the power spirit. He's God. All right. And he's holy. I know that's basic, but basics is what we need right now because a lot of people are missing this. And it's very sad. It will tell you, it doesn't matter. You can quench the Holy Spirit if you want to. You can grieve him. You can insult him. It doesn't matter. You're eternally secure. I'm telling you, it does matter. Abiding in the Lord matters, whether you're abiding or not. An apple is an apple, an orange is an orange. When you're born again, you're born again. You're born again to follow the Lord. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you are. So, yeah, this will be sit-down talk, plain, plain, plainly talking today. But I wanted to get this out because this is what I heard. Actually, I heard it all all last night as well. Uh, Those left behind, they're going to have some decisions to make. Okay, it will be confusing especially if the internet is still up and running, I doubt that it will, but in in the rare scenario where it is, I don't know, I don't think any of us know exactly how this is gonna go down, but in the rare scenario that everything isn't blacked out, uh, it's gonna be really weird to go back online and to see, especially for the left behind, they're gonna see all their favorite pastors still there. All right, the pastors that told them to stay in the lukewarm vanity fair, to not come out of pornography, fornication, immorality. The lukewarm fleet, the 99% mainstream. It's going to be really, really bizarre when they go back online, because if the internet is still working and they see all of them there, and what are they going to be saying? Well, something happened, but it wasn't the Harpazo. wasn't the, They're going to be they're going to be speaking the lie with everyone else. <clears throat> it's going to be it's going to be a bizarre time period. Okay, you don't want to be here for it. You think it's hard now. Yeah, there will be promises made guaranteeing people that the rapture has not taken place. It's going to be hard to convince many who see people literally flashed out right in front of their faces, especially the kids. But people will believe it because, you know, God will be choosing their delusion. And uh, the world's going to be, the delusion's already bad right now. Uh, It's going to be even worse then. So here, I wanted to talk about this luggage. I talked about the idol—the idolatry, okay? But one of the reasons why the idolatry is still present in the idolatry, again, is idol worship. You're loving persons and places and things. The Lord will tell us this. If you love your father more than me, you're not worthy. If you love spouses, you know, he, he, he talks about this. You're not worthy. And, and the danger is you love it more than me. Three words, very simple. You just love it more than me. You can love. You just can't love anything more than me. When you do, you run right into the territory of idolatry. All right. And, well, one of the reasons why people won't be ready and left behind is because they did not pack their luggage. This is spiritual language. They did not pack pack spiritually. All right. They didn't get ready. They did not get ready. It says the bride made herself ready. The bride made herself ready. It's because the Lord was making her ready. Alright, she was cooperating with the Lord as the Lord is deep cleaning and getting the you know, the skeletons out of the closet, going after that hate, that unforgiveness. Right? It's the packing process. Personally, I feel like it's nearly complete, if not already complete. We're in an interim waiting room period where this thing could go critical at any moment. Um I'm not the only one that believes that either. Well, there's a packing process, and time is involved. And uh, how can I explain that a bit more? Well, I'd say in the past two years, forgive my voice here, guys. This was quite urgent, so I needed to get this out, but uh, in the past two years, God has been furiously cleaning the mind and soul of his bride, and I mean, an accelerated work. What does that look like, The, the packing? Okay, getting ready, getting your luggage all sorted out, like in these pictures here. Old friends have called you, friends that once hurt you, situations and people, places that you've been, and uh, they come roaring back into your mind. Okay, And forgiveness takes place. This is what's been going on for the past two years, at least. Sinful patterns, broken patterns that have long been established. And I'm talking long been established. Patterns of sin. Suddenly in the past two years, boom, broken, extracted out of your life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I know there's people out there that are going to have an issue with God, the Holy Spirit working in your life. They're going to call the Holy Spirit's activity in your life, a work or a legalism or something really weird. It's, it's bizarre. It's not biblical. And quite frankly, an abomination. He doesn't stop working. Jesus will tell us this. I'm the true vine, my father's the vine dresser. He talks about pruning pruning. You're illegitimate in Hebrews twelve if you're not corrected, chastened, rebuked. Come on now. People are in very bizarre places with their walk, telling you it's not good. And you're running out of time. So one of the one of the other things would be the secret sins that only you know about. Alright? The secret ones, whether it's pride or arrogance slandering and gossip. These are now things of the past. They're gone. Just gone. You don't even struggle with it anymore. It's not even an issue. It doesn't even come to your memory. These are things you've had for a decade or more. Just gone. What happened here? God? That's what happened. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's God, The bride made herself ready. It's God making her ready. We can't do it. We've already established that. Jesus established that for us in John 15. Yeah, it's right here. I'm the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. There's branches that are in the Lord. Every branch, just two simple words, in me, they're in me that do not bear fruit. He takes them away. Then there's these branches that he prunes, right? Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it, that it may bear even more fruit. Branches cannot bear fruit of itself. You can't do it alone. The bride has made herself ready. Revelation eighteen: Come out of her, my people. All right, it's a very good thing. Secret sins dealt with. Okay, and he's been helping you pack spiritual luggage, getting you ready. Right, the crowning ceremony here. It's so this crowning ceremony, the bema seat, <sighs> marriage supper. You know, he's just getting the bride ready. It takes time. It takes time. It's not a twenty-second thing. You know, some of you are fifty, sixty, seventy years old, forty years old, fifty years old. It takes time, and now you're ready, right? Because he's been working on you, right? He made you ready. I just read John 15 to you. Christ in you, God working in you, both to will and to do. Revelation 3, that he's faithful and just. What does it say here in Revelation? As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Does he love you? Do you love him? If so, you're being rebuked, and you're being chastened, and and Hebrews 12 tells us that it's it's painful. It can be that pruning session can be something that is difficult to go through. The Bible literally tells us this, right? That difficult is the way. Okay, that's love. Love will rebuke you and chasten you and say, "Listen, you're wrong here. You know, you need to you need to come into alignment." There's people who don't want to do that. It's also important to understand that not everyone will choose to get ready. Doesn't matter, this comes down to individuals. Uh, Not everyone's gonna choose to get ready. 99% are not ready. That is a choice. That is simply a choice and they choose it every day. Here you have the bride, the wise virgins that are frantically getting ready. God is hyperdrive. This is a, a power steam washer, okay? I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will sprinkle clean water and you will be clean. There's no ifs, there's no drifting, there's no wandering, there's no backsliding, there's no going astray. No, you will be clean. That's because God is working. You're born again. And that's evidence, You know, some of you are nodding your head. I could definitely attest to that. That's what you're saying, you're already nodding. You're nodding, yes, yes, it's true. No one can tell you anything. The secret sins that you've had, they're gone. They don't even have power. It's like a memory that, it's like a different you. They're not even there anymore. What happened? God. God happened. The one who started the work and you is going to finish it. When the Son of Man sets you free, you're free indeed. All right? Old things. Those things have passed away. All things are new. It's true. But there's those who don't believe it. And there's those who don't want it. Not everyone is going to choose to get ready. And that's premeditated decision. They know it, and this is where we get mainstream, lukewarm Christianity from. They're not ready because they choose not to be ready, because they have an idol present. It is the spirit of harlotry from Hosea. Chapter 5, verse 4. It's the same story with Jezebel's children in Revelation chapter 2. These people know. Right? They know, and they're making premeditated, continual decisions. We're so quick to say oh this person's just not a christian really or maybe they just made a bad decision maybe they were seduced maybe they were entangled maybe they were overcome all right maybe they were enticed you don't know you're not in their heart it's so funny how people try to play god what god tells us is that you're going to know them by their fruit and you can know the fruit of the spirit of harlotry just listen it doesn't take a rocket scientist all right just listen to what they want listen to what they what they pant after oh I can't wait to go to this Disney nightclub listen to what they do slandering and gossiping tearing people down right filled with hate unforgiveness I mean just, just, just listen you pray for them right you pray for them that's all you can do you can't force them to love the Lord most of them departed their first love a very 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 long time ago it's just not there they love other things more than God that's not your fault mother father grandparent that's not your fault that some of your kids don't want the Lord. They're so lukewarm, and you know it. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can pray. You can pray. God loves them way more than you do. Okay? Remember that. Because people are given time. And there are, those, there are those who are repenting and turning. And there are those who are not repenting or turning from that. Because they don't want to. Because they don't love the Lord. Because they drifted a very long time ago. Right. And we're not making any of this up. Revelation 2 talks to us about them. Jezebel's children, they're given time. It says it. They're given time, but they're thrown on sickbeds. I'll just repeat it again. These are the Lord's servants. Revelation 18, it says, come out of her, my people. Je- that, that spirit of harlotry, that's the woman Jezebel here. It's a spirit, she's not a person. What's the spirit doing? It's the same spirit in the world. It's antichrist. It's, it's antinomian. They're teaching, they're seducing the Lord's servants to commit immorality, sexual immorality. Look what the Lord says. I'm going to give you time. Time. Kronos, time. Time to repent. She did not repent. And he knew that, but he gave her time anyways. That's how gracious he is. It's a witness against her. Sexual immorality is a big deal. God says, I'm going to cast her onto a sickbed and everyone with her is going to go into great tribulation unless they repent of their thoughts no it doesn't say that unless they repent of their deeds it's what they're doing you know what you're thinking is is what you're going to be doing well I don't have to I don't have to turn from sin Uh, I'm eternally secure I don't have to return I I don't have to stop my sinful abomination deeds good luck it's not going to it's not going to hold you not with the one with the eyes of the fire not with this person searching the minds and the hearts he knows you he knows your thoughts he knows your ambitions he knows what you do he knows why you do what you do he knows the intentions behind what you think this is this is thorough oh we need the blood of Jesus we need to stay put and abide and obey and seek him and to confess and to let him do that heart surgery that deep cleansing that deep cleaning that he's doing with the bride right now and I would say finished, if not so soon to be finished. We're in a waiting room. This thing could go critical at any second. Jezebel's children are given time. Look what they're doing. Does this look like the fruits of the Holy Spirit to you? All right? This is not good. I had no idea that something, it's an actual, this is bad. It's an actual addiction, okay? It's called self selfie itis some kind of syndrome this is not good it's an actual mental disorder guys this is extreme narcissism all right this was developed and this is not good all right so so many of us want to just pat it oh it's just cell phone addiction oh it's just no this is not good uh even behaviorally speaking just it's not okay this is not good and yet what are we doing we're bringing this monstrosity into churches with us some pastors are using this what happened to the Bible? Forgive me if I'm old school, but good old-fashioned parchment, good old-fashioned paper Bibles. Come on. Bringing your cell phones into the sanctuary, into the congregation. So, not good, you know, um, bringing this into the church. Uh, when you're supposed to be sitting down and having a moment with the Lord. All right, everyone, turn to your Bibles, and they all bring out their cell phones. Uh, what's going on here? Movies, entertainment, in the church service? Oh, well, it's just, how do you know what people are listening to? Are there earphones that they're listening to, plugged into their ears too? Watching a movie while the pastor's trying to give it? Come on now. This entertainment has taken itself to a whole new level. And um, look, the cell phone addiction is the real deal. People are really suffering from this, and... I had no idea, as of today, I literally did not know of anything called the selfie addiction. There's little hotlines and centers you can go to for this. This is real. Look into it yourself. Don't take my word for it. All right, what are we doing, bringing this stuff into the church? Come on. (sighs) So sad. How can the bride get ready when she's bound by multiple false gods? This is what this is. Your constant proclivity to need entertainment. I just need noise you can't even be alone in a room of silence you need noise and, and 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 movies and colors and flashing lights how's God supposed to get us ready come out of her come out of her my people well you can't even listen to that exhortation we don't want to be alone anymore we want noise we want likes and clicks and and selfies and and love points over here and click this and uh, again you know, this is the worst thing ever in my opinion the some of these some of these it's the platforms it's the platforms alright you already know what I'm talking about some of the others okay Um, I shouldn't even have to spell it out and look I'm not going to say that that everything's fine (laughs) I hope you guys are listening here okay so danger guys some of you already know this, and you know it instinctively. God called you out of this stuff a long time ago. There is real spiritual danger. And if you think this is just a human idea, you're wrong. Ephesians 6 is very real. We're up against spiritual hosts of wickedness. The name of the game is distraction. entertainment. Let's entertain you to death. All right? right to the lake of fire, so that you can't hear the still, small voice of the Lord saying, you need get ready and you're running out of time right put away the cell phone get ready all right buckle down seek the Lord come out of her my people there's plagues coming there's plagues already here they're so distracted now that they they can't even see the plagues they don't even know what a plague is everything's fine in fact it's the best ever I can't wait what everything is not fine it's just not it's idol worship. What do you love, right? It is a wicked generation. I've said it before, right? Is our generation demonstrating the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Are we demonstrating self-control? Are we demonstrating meekness and humility and patience and courage and fervor? Are we demonstrating? Okay, ninety-nine percent mainstream, lukewarm, Lord, Lord community. Who's telling them the truth? Mega stadium. I'm eternally secure, to stay in the dog's vomit, to love what God hates. No, you're not. right? Our generation is not directing their deeds. They're not directing their deeds. Why do you call me Lord and not do what I tell you? It is an identity crisis. And what are the pastors doing? The horde, the 99%, are tickling people. God loves you. God loves you. Yeah, he does love you. And in love, he's telling you to come out of her, my people right They do not direct their deeds to towards turning to their God for the spirit of harlotry is in their midst and they do not know the Lord right, it's not good well I don't have to follow the Lord do you know what he said you can't even look at a woman to lust after in your heart he told you to pluck it out go and sin no more forgive turn the cheek This will be part one on this, but the wrath of God really is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, all right? It is ungodliness. Foolish hearts have been darkened. Fools. They've been darkened. They think they're wise, but they're not, all right? And it is a very foolish thing to tell someone to stay in unrighteousness, and this is what they're doing, all right? You're once saved, always saved. You don't have to come out of the darkness. I'm gonna keep saying it, okay? This is what I'm told to say, more importantly, but this is what the world believes. All roads lead to heaven, okay? It's universalism. You don't have to follow Christ. You don't have to be born again. An apple is an apple, an orange is an orange. You're gonna know them by their fruit. A good tree puts forth good fruit. It's very simple, a five-year-old can get that. Bad trees can't do that, they're not born again. It tells us that a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. It's very simple. A thorn bush cannot produce what God is looking for. Look at that. Immorality, wickedness, covetousness, envy, strife, whisperers, haters of God, while calling him Lord at the same exact time. They hate the teachings of the Lord. They can't stand it. They don't want to follow him. They'll tell you that to your face. They can't stand the exhortations, the precepts, the admonitions. They're practicing things deserving of death. It's the depraved mind. They're approving of it. All right? Why will people be left behind? Because it's an abomination lifestyle that they defend, and they're seared with a hot iron. It talks about that in the Bible, that their conscience is seared. They cannot hear you. God knows how to talk to them. We we promote this pants-on-fire Christianity. Oh, you're going to get to heaven with your pants on fire? Oh, yeah, you'll just barely get in. You'll be smoking. It's like, no, they're not going to make it. Someone please tell them the truth. You're not going to make it, okay? The Lord spoke very firmly about what he wanted. He didn't want the church of Ephesus. I'm going to remove you and do it quickly, right? One church he's going to fight against with the sword of his mouth. Another is going to be thrown in a sickbed. <sighs> lukewarm generation preceded by lukewarm elders, pastors, shepherds who won't challenge you to tell you the truth. It's not love. That's not love. Love tells the truth regardless of how you feel about it. That's love. That's courage. And that's for someone, okay? Because there's people out there that won't tell you the truth. Right? We're told to be following the Lord and there's people who don't want that. They do, they do not want to follow him they just don't and I'll say it again no I do not agree with eternal security at all okay it's a tr- it's a it's a tranquilizer sedation it's the sleepy pill all right this is why there's people out there who will not return to the lord because they were told not to that it's optional and you can't argue them one way or the other that's where they're at all right because that's what they were told i know it because i used to talk to them all the time some of them can turn to the Lord and be cleansed and washed and bathed in the blood of the Lamb and return back to the rock from whence they were hewn. Some some will. Some won't. Because they love that darkness. They weren't told the truth. That's my biggest issue with Osos. Right? The, once the world learned about that, they embraced it. And now the damage is done. They're going to put the certificate right up to the Lord's face. Bound to darkness. Here I am, Lord. And God's going to have one message for them. Who are you? I don't know you. You have the wrong wedding clothing on. right. And they're going to call God a hard man. Lord, I didn't like you. You're austere. I hid your talents over there. I buried it. So I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, this is just the the warning today. I mean, our generation's in trouble. Okay. People aren't telling them the truth. God has spoken to us in his word about our time and about our day. And you know it's bad when this is brought into congregations, all right? And when pastors are doing the same thing. I mean, look, you know, it's a stark warning, but time is, time could be up at any moment here, and it'll be written of those who tried to warn and the ones who did not. You know, how can the bride get ready when she's surrounded by idolatry? drown out the noise. Stay focused. Yeah, I'm not here for everyone. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here for big. Nope. Just here to tell the truth. All right. here to be a servant. That's what servants do. They warn. They warn. Why will there be those left behind? Because they did not follow the Lord. They were not born again. They returned to the darkness that he hated. They kept and continued quenching him, grieving him, insulting the spirit of grace. And they didn't stop is no one told them to, that you're in error. You're not following the Lord. You're not born again. You re- <laughs> Something's wrong. It's what Paul said. Did you, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Or is your faith the faith of a demon? Are you still outside looking in? Well, my grace teacher told me. I don't care what your grace teacher told you or how big their YouTube channel is or how large their mission uh, church brick building is. I'm not interested in that. Are you following the Lord? Do you know the man the Ancient of Days. Do you know him? Does he know you? That's what I'm interested in. That's what God is interested in. Okay? And um, we're running out of time to communicate that message. It'll be shouted again in the Great Tribulation. I get that. It'll be a great revival. It'll be a great, great revival. But this is me being obedient. This is just part one. I don't want to go too deep into that. Be well in Jesus' name. Um, And I'll see you guys on the next teaching or otherwise. I'll see you in the clouds. Take care of yourselves.